0: New York, home of the inside of my house, stuff outside my window, and postponed events. It's FC3's Monkey Business, starring me, Billy DeTori, Tanya Metris, and Chris Frank, all in stunning 3D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's
0: time for Monkey Business.
2: Oh, boy.
1: Bravo! <laughs> Did
0: I do okay. I know I forgot something. <laughs> no, that was that's okay. It, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. What I came up with. I'll take that's it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna run with that See, one. Th-
3: this is what happens when we have been stuck inside our house. Most of us <laughs> looking at things outside of our house and not being able to go to any of our events that we wanted yeah. to go
1: to. Mm-hmm. So. See I get that wonderful essential tag, so I'm out and about all the time, all I day know. long. I have, I'm listening to all these people saying, oh, I'm getting so much stuff done at home, and I'm like, I wish I could. <laughs> I yeah. actually
0: got outside for the first time in a long time. I raked the leaves mm-hmm. in, in my yard today. Other than that, How'd that I've feel? Been watching movies. Um, My arms get started to hurt.
2: <laughs> Welcome back to physical activity. activity
0: exactly.
2: No
3: kidding.
0: Oh, I, I've been watching TV and listening to podcasts and napping and doing all the things I'm really good at. i mean I'm all a, my best superpowers. You're
1: doing your part for humanity. I'm I proud of you, me. Billy.
0: I'm, I'm doing my best.
1: Mara me mia, I'm telling you. So how are you guys doing?
0: Good.
3: good. I was going to say, not too bad.
1: Not too bad. <laughs> no. Nope. Are we sure? We had to think about that one.
3: Oh, it depends. I'm, I was still feeling a little under the weather from last night, so.
1: Aw, I That's okay.
3: So, making sure I have enough snackage in my system before I go to bed tonight.
1: That's so. a good plan.
0: I haven't had that problem.
3: Oh, my God. The, this is the first time in probably a couple years that I have um, had, well, Second time in like the last year, but the first time at night where I've had um a low with my um blood sugar level.
0: Wow. Yeah. So when yeah, I got I've, woke I've up
3: this morning,
4: are, are you recording, Tanya? Yeah.
0: yeah I, see, I don't see. I, I see your files. It
3: says I recording in the process. Yeah. Okay. It, the the little any... timer's timing. It says recording in progress on all of ours.
4: See your. Uh, I don't see your stuff. Your your soundtrack though.
0: Hmm. I I do. I do. You do?
4: I don't I see it?
3: Okay. I don't know. I'm hiding. Oh. I'm telling you, hide and seek. Come find me. She's
4: hiding. She's hiding. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure that... Yeah, no, I haven't...
3: A, no, um, my uh, glucose level dropped to 90 last night, mm. about 145, and I woke up feeling really, really nauseous and not feeling 100%, and it was not a pretty uh, picture in our house at 145, and then I got a snack, Um. and then climbed back into bed but I didn't go back to sleep until like close to three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mine doesn't so. start to affect me until I get down to like 70.
3: Well I, I normally run anywhere between like 110 and 130 is like okay. my normal baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I run at a higher number so that was low for me and then this morning when I finally got up out of bed and started getting ready To for my day around 10 o'clock because I just still wasn't feeling that great. Um, My number was at 94, which is the first time in a long time that I've been uh, under 100 in the morning because Hmm. that's what they usually want you to be is right around 100 or a little under, and I was at 94. So I had a quick snack for breakfast and ran out to Walmart to uh, grab fabric because Anne's making um, more fabric masks. Okay. Um, so um, we're going to work on that tomorrow night. And so I did that and when I was at Walmart, I was like, okay, I need something sugary. So I was bad and got a Milky Way bar, but I needed that to bring me back up. And then I grabbed lunch and then uh, on my way home. But So I'm still feeling a little off kilter. A little, on- little off kilter, but I had um, lunch and then I had broccoli cheddar soup for dinner with crackers. So I'll make sure I have a snack before bed, like maybe apple with peanut butter or something like that.
0: There's the problem. Broccoli would kill you every time.
3: Yeah, but I didn't have that last night. I had that tonight for dinner and no, believe me... It, I,
0: I would worry about tonight now. Oh. Broccoli is going to get you.
2: what wow. no, was that? that?
0: I don't know. I, I hate broccoli.
2: Oh, <laughs> that- <laughs>
3: Oh, I probably, I love, it's the Panera uh, Broccoli <laughs> Cheddar Soup. I got a two-pack at like Wegmans or Walmart or something uh, uh, like a week ago. So I had the second half for dinner tonight. and It was delicious. <laughs> I, I like broccoli. I'm I just don't like, I
1: don't,
3: it. I don't like raw broccoli. I like cooked broccoli.
1: Oh, hook me up with some hummus or some, uh, some blue cheese dip and we're off and running. I'm good with that. With broccoli? Yeah.
3: You like raw broccoli? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with it?
4: I love raw broccoli.
1: Crunchy.
3: Oh, yeah, it's too crunchy. I don't know. It's like ugh. Maybe because it seems somewhat dry.
0: <sighs>
2: More for the us. The only
0: good broccoli is Cubby Broccoli, producer of James Bond movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, where'd
3: that come from?
1: We were talking broccoli. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously, there was a conversation about broccoli happening at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Life is good, though. Uh, oh. How about you, Dano? How's things that you're into things?
4: Doing good. I mean, I'm working. I feel like I'm working more at home than I have been at the what did at the office. So it's
1: Uh kind of weird. So,
4: but you know, I'm keeping busy. So I guess it's good. I'm lucky still. I can still work. So
1: Mm, true. Mm -hmm. True. True. I I am starting
0: to miss actual sort of society and (sighs) working and having a schedule. And Uh,
3: that one of my coworkers, um everyone out in FC three podcasting land knows that I'm a teacher. And if they don't, they do now. Um, there's days where we complain going, Oh my God, it was just like, because just everything's annoying us. The kids are annoying us, whatever. And I got a message from her yesterday. She goes, I miss going to work. I'm like, yeah, even the stuff that bothers me at work, Mm -hmm. I miss it because we are so out of our norm type thing. And, i talk all day at work so now i'm like calling our friend sean during the day i'm calling Anne during the day i'm doing this during the day and whatever I'm like i need to talk during the day because otherwise it's not normal for me
0: so you're not doing zoom classes or
3: um, not all of our not all of my students have access to internet and a device in order to do those particular um, meetings. I have Zoomed with them a couple times for those that were um, able to have that technology, but um, we're not necessarily teaching classes. We're sending um, work out to them. Like I sent paperwork a couple weeks ago Um, because I'm being math. It was just easier to send them a textbook chapter that they could work through with examples and things like that because math is very hard to do even on a Zoom thing unless you have like a whiteboard where you're sharing a screen and things like that because math is one that you need um, like modeling in order to understand it type thing. So um, it's difficult for me to do that, to do a class like that. But I do send out messages to the students um, every so many days going, if you need help, make sure you drop me an email. I can send, um, like, I'm like, let me know what you're doing because I can always scribe it out and write it out on a piece of paper and then take a photo of it and email it back to them um, because I'm really good at that part. So, but the unit they're working on is, um, like, shopping and, like, ready-to-wear, taxes, adding stuff in, what's your total, subtotal, discounts, markups, all that kind of real-life stuff. So most of them are like, yeah, this is actually not too bad. We're good with you right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
1: Congratulations.
3: Like, so, But no, I went out yesterday and uh, picked up work from one of my students' houses. They had put it on the front step for me because they just didn't know how to get it back. And to save them postage, I'm just like, I'll, I'll be more than happy to drive around to pick it up. It was a nice sunny day. I'm like, no contact necessary. Just put it outside. And they're like, okay. So they're yeah, like,
2: yeah,
1: and It was awesome. nice beautiful I it spring day until like 4 o'clock. And then suddenly, yeah. bam, it just like, oh, back to Rochester. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: yeah no kidding. Uh, it was nice and sunny today, too. It was beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, but. Yeah, I don't know. Riker is not choosing to do anything this week because he's like, It's spring break. I'm like, buddy, they took spring break away from all the schools. I'm like
1: Not all of them. There's a couple no? of them that are still hanging in there, I'm noticing.
3: That's gonna hmm. say because um technically I'm working this week. This isn't a spring break week for us. Uh huh. But they said don't do any um Zoom team meetings, don't do whatever. Um it's just basically like a paperwork week. So I'm like, well, okay. But I don't know, but Riker's like, yeah, but Rush Henrietta doesn't say anything about having stuff going on this week. He did get a call from um, the social worker today
2: mm-hmm. and
3: he's just, she's like, how you going? How's it going? I miss you. And Riker was so excited. Um, and he had a video chat with his teacher last week and I think he talked to her on Zoom or Google Meet for like an hour. Okay. So he was so excited, but he's just like plopped on the bed earlier when I was watching Runaways, and he's just like, "I miss school." I'm like, Hi, nobody. <laughs> "I know, buddy." He misses that. He misses the chance, uh, the routine of seeing his friends, and I mean, being home. Uh, like, he's like, just can't structure himself in order to go in and check to see what he needs to do and things like that. Right. So. And since I'm technically working, I'm just like, it's kind of difficult for me to do stuff with him and work and help Tyler all during the day. And plus, it cuts into my wow time.
2: <laughs> I was going to,
1: I was wondering where that was going to come in. Fitting into say, the
3: important
4: part of all this. The
3: definitely an important part of all
1: this. Come on. You, you know, this, this one, she got me back into World of Warcraft after, after about I'm a year sorry. No, you didn't. You know, you're not. Someone's even say that. Don't lie to me. Um, but, but because everybody's been penned in and, and, and stuck in their houses, Blizzard, in their brilliant hive mind, turned around and gave everybody a 100% experience point boost. Uh, so basically all characters are like getting double XP. And, um, and so if you have an alt or if you want to you know, kick back and play a new character or anything like that, you're flying. Like her, our friend Sean and me, we have a little trio of characters. We started at level one not eight just days, the, nine the, the, the days thing thing ago, we finished just the, the other day ago, but the, a week, eight days, eight, nine days ago, and they're already what level 70?
4: Are we yes. level 70?
1: 70, 71, 72? I mean, it's just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, I remember my very first character because I've been playing World of Warcraft since it first came out. My very first character, uh, it, it took him like a week months just <laughs> to get to level. Like 15, 16. So it's just, just a dramatic difference. It's like, oh my God, what is happening here?
3: <laughs> it was so surreal. What was 24 it? 24 levels in one 24. day alone? Last Tuesday. It was oh last Tuesday. God. You did 24 levels in one day.
1: That was insane.
3: And it was over about a four hour time period.
1: Uh huh. Like, Between. Cow, what is going hour, on here?
3: The hour that we played at lunchtime, and then we picked back up at about five o'clock that night. And. Uh-huh. and yeah, about four hours later, we were getting ready to hit, like, level 40-something.
1: That's crazy. It was fun. It's been fun. It's been, I've been enjoying the game for the first time in a while. You know, it's, it's not felt like grindy work. It's been feeling like, oh, we're just free-willing and having a good time, so that's kind of cool. So it's kind of given the game a little bit of a renaissance for me, so that's kind of nice. Uh, all right, so what are we doing tonight other than just shooting the shit? I think some questions. You have questions for me. I have questions. We
3: always have questions, but
1: <laughs> people are always asking me questions. <laughs> like, some, we, some we can answer, some we can't. Um,
0: everyone's questioning Chris. Yes. Yeah, well,
1: that seems to be a daily not, occurrence. That's not new. <laughs>
4: I thought it would just be fun just to have an episode. I have a big list of 315 different questions. Where did
1: you get these questions from? I, I,
4: I searched and searched around. I compiled a list of my some of my favorite ones here. And,
1: and we answering
0: them all in the world's longest podcast. So.
4: There you go. Every <laughs> single one of them. In order. No. Um, so no, a get... of, uh,
1: between the three of us, we'll figure and we'll knock out two or three questions a piece. So...
4: Or see how
3: long this goes. I mean, if It'll it's,
1: single, a, yeah, long, we'll it's a long, long answer,
3: Answer. So, so when, when we go, I'm so gonna yeah,
4: answer the one question. I mean, uh-huh. you can all answer the same question. So I mean, two. So when we come back, back
3: from our break, you're gonna break into those questions.
4: Yeah, just give, give me some numbers.
1: Like it, very cool. Okay, cool. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Dan is going to question the panel. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We're all ready? We're going to have some fun with this now? We're ready. All right.
3: We're ready. We're first. ready. We're who ready. Pick
1: a number first? So who wants to go first?
3: Oh, I'll go first.
1: Okay. Okay. Tanya, you're first. Pick a number from 1 to 315.
3: Um, I'm going to go
4: 8. Okay. 8. Okay. So this is more of a statement. So discuss this statement. Comic books are just for kids. Any of you can go. Any of you?
2: God, no, I hope
1: Thoughts. not. Absolutely not. I'm
0: way too old to be a kid.
3: I don't know. I still haven't read my first one yet, and I was supposed to do it a couple of weeks ago. Jessica keeps uh. And you're one of the comic chicks. I know. Jessica keeps sending me text messages like, "Did you read your comic book?" I'm like, "I read." She's like, "Your comic book?" I'm like, "Not yet." And she'll just the shaking cow head picture. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm like, they're uh, in the uh. vicinity. I promise. I'll read it tomorrow.
0: I think one of the problems is nowadays are actually aimed more towards adults than they are kids. Like, kid, I mean, there are definitely books aimed towards younger people, but... Right. When I was a kid, I used to go to the drugstore. There was a spinny rack, and I'd pick out a book or two and they cost anywhere from 20 cents to a dollar mm-hmm. but nowadays the price is restrictive and the places you can get them at aren't mm-hmm. as common so i yeah i think they're yeah. less for kids now than they ever were
4: do you think, do you think they grew up with us <laughs>
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, you know, and I've, I know I've talked about something similar in the past. You know, we've made commentary about Star Wars movies and things like that. Um, I don't know if they've grown all the way up to like a, f- you yeah, know, I mean, well, there's, there's titles that are really adult, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's titles that are still, you still have your good old fashioned Archie comics, but even Archie dips into some, you know, very uh, mature themes lately, you know, dealing yeah. with a lot of social issues as they will. So, okay. Yeah.
4: All right. That
1: was fun. <laughs> right. Another number. Okay, Billy, you go. Okay. You
0: go. Okay, I'm going to go 65.
4: 65. What is something popular now that annoys you?
0: Without having seen it, the explosion of Tiger King.
1: I was oh. so going <laughs> to say that. I was so going <laughs> to say that myself. I do not get what that is all about right now. And I'm not going to go look right. right. you
3: know, at I it I couldn't
4: even watch the trailer for it. I mean...
2: <laughs> mm.
0: so we don't,
2: need, we don't again.
1: need a dumbing down of society at this moment. Mm. Yeah, I know. Okay. Seriously, so We already dealt, dealt with the Kardashians. We don't need this.
4: The question was, what is something popular now that annoys you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Tiger King and Animal Crossing. <laughs>
4: Animal—it mm. could be fun. It looks like
1: so. Yeah, I have enough um, games to play right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: Let's see. Uh, I don't know. How it... maybe just the, the the Fortnite thing because it's constant in my house.
4: Yeah, it's constant in my house too.
3: <laughs> it's the don't kill me don't take my stuff wait no don't kill me heaven i think what annoys me is the bossiness of how Riker gets when he's playing the game and i come up and i'm like um no you're not i'm like if this is how you're going to act you're going to get off of it so (laughs) i like it i think that's the thing that annoys me the most about
1: it okay all right next number Uh, let's see. Okay, so it was eight sixty-five, and I gotta hit my F9. 153.
4: Ooh.
3: Dan's gotta go a couple pages down.
4: Alright, so we have What kind of things do you like to cook or are good at cooking?
1: What are the kind of things I like? What's that?
3: (laughs) Shenanigans.
1: I don't cook shenanigans. I leave that to Michael Kosky and Greg French. (laughs) I didn't see you. (laughs) <laughs> things I like to cook. Say the question are, again.
4: What kind of things do you like to cook or are good at cooking?
1: Well, I'm told my chili is quite good. And <laughs> uh, and being half Italian, I have a genetic predisposition to cooking marinara sauce. So, mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I just made a fresh pot of that the other day. Uh, so those are my two things that I, I like to do the most. Um, as any good old-fashioned guy, I like to grill the occasional piece of cow.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, although I haven't had a chance
1: to do that in a while because I don't have a grill at my new house, but I'll fix that mm-hmm. in the summer somewhere along the line.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of a thing for me.
4: Nice. Hmm. How about the other two?
0: I'll go next. There's a casserole my mom used to make that when I lived on my own, I used to make all the time either in a casserole dish. Turns out it's just as good in a crock pot, Italian sausage, potatoes. Peppers, onions, and mushrooms, and you just let it cook, and it's delicious. Mm. In fact, I uh, have it, it. Actually, I, I wound up uh, making it for Susan when she first started coming around, and now she makes it regularly, except doesn't put as many potatoes or hardly any at all. I <laughs> The potatoes were my favorite part, but my uh, my diabetes is such a pain in the ass.
2: I know. No kidding.
0: uh, uh d- I, I plan on dying from a high A1C now instead of the coronavirus because I've been cheating a lot on my carb intake over the last few weeks. But the, the Italian sausage casserole. Stuff, mm. That I'm sounds
1: good. Nice. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. I have sneezies.
3: Hey, Do you have the sneezies?
1: I had the sneezies.
3: That happens. Um, something that I'm good at cooking.
1: Like out. to cook or yeah, are like good at cook. cooking? <laughs> she likes to, she likes to cook the um the phone number for Salvatore's.
3: <laughs> no, nope, it's not Salvatore's. Marks. 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 Um, <laughs>
1: um.
3: Well, I mean, I can cook,
1: and uh-huh.
3: I know there's just so many times where I choose not to cook. Um, I'm all about microwaving. I'm all about like the just the quick, fast stuff. Now You've made but a
1: fairly good uh Alfredo sauce in the past.
3: Yes, I can make Alfredo from a, a recipe. Mm-hmm. Um not from a jar, actually following the recipe. I do that would be one that I love um to make is uh Alfredo. Um I'm thinking like currently the one that um I'm pretty good at that it's pretty simple is the my um parmesan chicken, not chicken mm-hmm. parm. It's parmesan chicken, it's the one with the um. Oh, yeah, palme- with the with the crust with the mayonnaise and the Parmesan cheese and the breadcrumbs and it's just chicken breast. It's, like, really, really easy to make, and it, that with mashed potatoes. And if it's not that, I have someone grill, and then I make fried potatoes and corn on the cob.
1: Very nice. It's, it's
3: my absolute favorite meal. But I, I, I don't cook. And when I, when I do, I'm just, like, I'm throwing things together. I'm not one of those get into the kitchen and start making... Uh, a gourmet meal i'm mm-hmm. more about the sides rather
1: than like the main dish mm-hmm. it's all it's all good being part of a team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: okay it was all the cooking nice. i had to do as a child being an early child i, <laughs> I, I, I cooked every night so now that i'm an adult mm-hmm. i'm like i don't have to i can microwave
1: <laughs> there you go nice all right Tanya, it's your turn again
3: um 77.
1: Seventy-seven. Let's see. Spirit of seventy-seven.
4: What's the best way to discover new music?
1: Ooh, this is there the used to be a to really <laughs> cool
4: radio <laughs> show.
3: I know, I was, I was <laughs> like, I <laughs> used to this Sunday morning radio show music show that I could find some really cool music. I think. Um, some, well, being a teacher, I have students that um, listen to a wide variety of music. And, um, I love like that. And, and some, I'm just like, I don't want to listen to it because they have like the N-word in it. Or mm. it has something like really derogatory type thing. And I'll have them turn it off. But um, some of it is just seeing what other people are listening to. I'm like, I, I always go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s. I'm like... I very rarely listen to something in the um in today's mm-hmm. songs. Like if someone's like, "Oh, this is a new song," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "They're like it's really popular right now," and I'm like, "I don't listen you to know, those radio stations." I'm like, and "You go why?" <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I was happy. Like yesterday, I it was sunny. It was a nice day. My Billy my Billy Joel stations back on my XM radio because it's been jumping from like Billy Joel to something else, to something else, something else. And now it's back to Billy Joel. And I'm like, yes. So I'm like, why? Yeah, no.
0: So that's me. So
4: so not so much new music, but just music that you like.
0: Yeah. See, I like finding new stuff and there's it's actually easier now than it ever has because all of the apps whether it's Spotify or Amazon or iHeart uh, just based on what you listen to they'll say hey try this Mm -hmm. and if you do you you might find stuff you like and so I do that every once in a while
1: that's cool that's cool. I mean, yeah, Rochester is so vibrant for the local music scene. I mean, right now, it's obviously it's not as bright and, and vivacious as the fifty cent word of the day that we will use today. But I mean, because everybody's shut in, but still, there's so many, so many places, so many you know bars and music halls and places festivals. to have
0: Rochester festivals. Is the king of festivals.
1: Oh my God, we got mm-hmm. a ton of festivals.
0: So, yeah. bands playing music, you go out and find. hey, they play the song I like. Let check that out.
1: You know, it's cool. And I can't wait for, you know, this city, when it wakes back up after this this craziness going on, when it settles back down, I can guarantee you there's going to be music all over the place. It's going to be amazing. Yeah.
4: I hope it opens up for the summer. Oh
1: God, yeah, you and me both. Uh, you know, but that depends on people, doesn't it? Exactly. So, all right. All right. Is so next number? number? Next?
0: All uh, right. I'm going to go
4: 37. 37. 37. Let's see. Where is it? What would be your first decision if you were elected president? Oh, okay.
2: God.
1: Oh, my. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's too many to choose from. <laughs>
0: oh, God. I I, I think I, I would just to the opposite of whatever's <laughs> happening now yeah <laughs> it would be but no I, I was gonna say th- actually this might be bizarro world right now so yeah. like just okay this last guy he did this so i'm gonna try reversing that
4: yeah doing it the other way
0: <laughs> uh i i would maybe not fire everyone i hire <laughs> a month after i've hired them and
4: or a week after, yeah, know.
0: exactly. So that, that's too loaded a question. So I'm just gonna stick with <laughs> just try to just try not to as good as everything up. F,
1: F everything up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Does anybody else want to venture to answer that? Oh,
1: there's too many things to start with. Um, let's see. I, I let's think now, I,
3: I, I, thing, I think.
1: You, well, go ahead Tanya you you jumbled just, over me just
3: being knowledgeable about things going on and being able to um like not not fix things because of course we can't fix everything being being president that that's just not how the world works mm-hmm. but um being open in listening to all um sides of possible solutions to things and seeing mm-hmm. which ones are the most humane things in order to get things done.
1: First of all, I mean, as a political science student myself, I've talked about this with several people. We've had debates on policies and whatnot that we would do. Um, for me, the first, the first thing, the first thing I would do um Whoa, I'm sorry to say it this way, but I would probably drop like a massive Lysol bomb in the West Wing just to clear out the stack.
3: <laughs> You're gonna go jump on the bed, aren't you?
1: I'm no, I'm gonna have the bed thrown out and burned uh-huh. in the rose garden. Um, the
3: well, well, you get to you get to redecorate how you want.
1: Yeah, for me, the, I think the esoteric things is my first campaign as a president would be to separate money from politics get the campaign funding rules under under control so that corporations can't buy politicians once i've done that then i would go on a campaign to start working on amendments to create term limits for congress once i've done that then i would start putting institute you know there's a like a list of things i would do just to clean the system out i wouldn't even be able to do anything as president because i'd be too busy trying to you know pull this tangled mess of wire that everybody's put together over the years and straighten these the bag of snakes out. And, the healthcare and your,
0: system needs fixing. The, there's so many things. Everything that need to is, you know,
1: but I, you, you, you know you're not going to be able to be successful at any of it until you create a foundation that, that actually can, can work for the people. Because right now, in my personal opinion, here's my political opinion, we live in an oligarchy. The rich people rule the country because nothing happens without them signing off on it, you know? And and we we forget that we the common people outnumber the rich people, and that's how we got Barack Obama in 2008, right? We were able to go, hey, we like this guy, and the rich people were like, no, you're not supposed to like the guy. And we did, screw you, we don't care, and we we're going to go get this guy now, and we did, right? And then the rich people turned around and fought that for eight years straight, um, and, and, uh, and, and now look where we are. Uh, So for me, it'd be just I would blow the if I if I was blessed to have two terms, I'd probably end up blowing just the first term alone, just trying to to clean the system out. And then the second term starting to actually fix policies so that you're a you're not giving away the store because that's not really what liberals want, even though conservatives accuse us of all the time. We don't want to give away everything. We just want to balance the scales so that, you know, that it's all fair. That's that would be my second term.
4: That people have a, ch- have a chance, have a chance. If, if, if they put themselves out there.
1: Yeah. We're not
4: going to give it to you, but right. if you're going to put yourself out there, make the effort. We're going to help you. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Yeah. It's but, just crazy talk, though. Come on.
1: I know. Seriously, I'm insane. What are you talking about? I know. What are you talking about, Willis? And <laughs> Wow. I think that's the stiffest and most political we've ever gotten in the four years of doing the show. <laughs> that's amazing. So thank you for drawing that out of me. Uh, (laughs) As soon as you asked the question, I was like chomping at the bit. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Whose
3: turn is it for the numbers?
4: (laughs) It's Chris's, I think.
1: It's my turn for number. Yeah. And so the magic F9 key says 293. Ooh, a high number. Okay. And I'm having a sip of cider. Thank you very much. Oh, this is a fun.
4: Hey, it's what I'm drinking too. Um, If life were a video game, what would some of the cheat codes be? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I like that. That's cool. Wait Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, As like a so...
0: non-video game person, I don't think I understand the question.
3: Is this like an up-down, up-down, A-B, A-B? I was just going go. for that one! I was just looking for that! Um, <laughs>
2: yes, yes, yes. Billy, there,
1: there are certain games out there that if you do a certain sequence of things, like on a console game, if you push the right set of buttons or whatnot, you get access to certain modes. Okay, right, even so, back in the old
4: Nintendo things, they've had them forever almost okay.
1: exactly. All right, so yeah, up, down, up, d- up, down. Oh, no, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, since this is my question, I actually have to come up with something. Okay, if you so life or a video
4: game, what life or video cheat game, code beads?
1: <laughs> um, backslash all bills off. it basically shuts down the need to pay any bills (laughs) basically that's it you don't don't worry about it your bills have been nullified at this point uh here you go here you go here's here's fun here's one for the uh, the matrix set backslash i know kung fu (laughs) and then you start acting like keanu uh, Keanu reeves for about 12, 12 hours
4: not gonna make like a fancy handshake or something to be your cheat code and
1: that's a cool one i like that like a fancy handshake with somebody and then it's like a team effort kind of a thing like if you
4: go you do to the a... macarena you get to do something you know something
1: there so. you go <laughs> okay now i understand the spirit of your, your of your question <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy that. Just thinking, like in like in a in a in a team component, you know. Since life is an MMO, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So I walk up to you. You know the secret handshake. I know the secret handshake. We share the secret handshake, and suddenly we get like free ice cream for twenty four yeah. hours. <laughs> now you're talking.
0: Actually, that, that, that's where I was going. I was going to open the freezer twice. Uh, open all my cupboards. Go down to the basement. Come back upstairs. Open the freezer again. Oh, and there's the pint of ice cream I was with. There you go. <laughs> That's a good
4: one, Billy. I like that.
1: <laughs> oh, here's here's one for Tanya that I was thinking of. Um, she finds out she's pregnant. She starts massaging her belly in a certain way, and then instead of having to wait nine months, boom! There's the baby. She doesn't even have to go through labor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs>
1: oh jeez <laughs> this is where this is where the podcast starts going off the rails yes <laughs> start
2: uh,
3: uh, it, it totally went off the rails anyway um, okay uh, I don't know uh I want to say go back to like the backslash um uh backslash eat what you want gain no weight
1: oh there you go I like that one
3: I like that cheat code. <laughs> Um, hmm. yeah, I I would have to go with Chris in regards to not having the bills or, uh, or something that, um, would give you like, uh, would cook your meals for you. Like one of those, like auto chefs, that type of stuff. If
4: <laughs> <laughs> you want a food
3: replicator? Like the yeah, other I do right? like Star Trek. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, That's
4: yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. That's about it.
3: Oh, okay. So I I, I guess it's about me. Um. Uh,
4: two hundred and two. Let's see. What big event do you think will happen soon that most people aren't expecting?
0: Oh, I think a lot of people are expecting the end of the world right now. So As we know it.
2: It's I the feel end.
4: fun. Uh, well, nobody uh, expects a Spanish Inquisition.
3: <laughs> Perfect. Um, Inquisition. Uh, what a show!
1: The Inquisition. 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 Here we go. Uh,
3: <laughs>
4: sorry. What's
3: oh, <somebody laughs> the question again? Name.
4: What, what big event do you think will happen soon that most people aren't expecting?
3: Um, I don't know. I think at this point uh, of, uh, our, uh, quarantine 2020, that there's, that it, we are literally probably expecting anything to happen at this point. Um, uh, uh, maybe, uh, people aren't expecting gas prices to go any lower.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah. they're going to actually go back up.
3: Probably. Um. I don't know.
0: Do you think? The, uh, and, and this is semi-serious, actually, pretty serious. Do you think that the uh, uh, where we're at now is going to sort of even things out among
4: people, Rick, or? Well, I'm kind of interested in what he's doing, like with climate and everything. You know, mm-hmm. how, you know, so many places. You know, like China, and you know, the place with a lot of. Sm- you know, pollution are clearing up. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of curious if that's going to have a long term effect. You know, the fact that it's happening now, and, and if people are going to just wake up and say, "Oh, you know, oh,
1: this, this what is happened? something we should be paying attention to."
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: well, here's yeah. the thing. The one thing I've noticed during the course of this this crisis is that intelligent people and average people, average and above average intelligence, are taking note of this and going, "Hey, we need to learn from this." You know, even if folks are a little skeptical, they're like, well, you know, geez, there's, there is stuff going on here. So let's pay attention to what's going on. However, the dumb remain dumb.
2: And they're I, allowed.
1: Oh, my God. And they're being allowed to remain dumb. And, and so, be that as it may, um, you know, to let Tanya off the hook, I'll jump in a little bit. I think the thing that I'm, the thing I would predict that nobody's expecting is that this is going to go on all year. I have a feeling that this is just this thing, this coronavirus thing is going to go on all of 2020 because people are not prepared to take it seriously.
0: It's going to keep coming back. Like once It's going to keep tomorrow. coming
1: back. There's, mm-hmm. there's going to be a second wave, a third, a fourth, because people are going to be like, oh, it's fine. It's not affecting us. And then bam, it's going to affect another 100,000 people mm-hmm. because people stopped being careful. You know, nobody wants to take just two or three weeks, shut the whole freaking planet down. Which I know is is logistically impossible. I get that, but you know, do the best you can.
4: I Thought it would happen, boy. I mean, what's that? We've gotten a lot farther along that line than I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, these have been really thinky thinkies. I like them. <laughs> I'm 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 used I'm used to oh, what's better, Star Wars or Star Trek. You know, I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there might like, be a couple of those in here too, but you know, it's yeah, like a little bit of everything. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm, expe- I'm expecting what's what's more powerful, the Enterprise or the Millennium Falcon? It's like that. You know, why are you going to compare, you know, a fully rated Navy exploration festival versus your know, your buddy and his weed van? You know, it's
4: <laughs> all right. So don't answer. Don't ask this number over here.
1: Okay. <laughs>
4: if you There's say this number, you go up or down by one. Yeah. There's a couple of them that are similar, to, not quite like that, but they're close. So I'm
1: looking forward to those.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a good variety.
1: And I'm just going to say right. 12 right off the bat because that's my favorite doctor. Anyway, no, I'm kidding. Um, moving on. Ha, who has not jumped in on this particular question yet, on question 202? I
0: think we've
1: all... you have
3: something? We all said something in regards to this that... Right.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Wilhelm, your Could next number, hard. please. I'll
0: go... In, um, did I say 99 yet? Nope. No. Okay,
2: 99. No. All right.
4: If your mind were an island, oh. what would it look like? Oh, my God. <laughs> if your mind was an island? <laughs> what would it look like?
0: Um, I'm assuming there would be monkeys running all over it.
1: <laughs> Squirrels that are rave. <laughs>
4: uh, let's see. Would there be excellent music playing all of yeah, that? Yeah,
0: there would be music. There would be... A lot of, uh, I guess it would be semi-entertaining. Uh, there'd be, well, actually, there wouldn't be very many people. I'm really, I'm learning, and I sort of had the, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at, at the social isolate, the social isolation thing. <laughs> I still like people to talk to. I like talking to you guys. I like uh-huh. talking to my old radio cohorts that I Facebook lived with. I, I've enjoyed my Carlson comedy podcast people, but. Then they go away, and I get to read and listen to podcasts and stuff. So
4: Get them in small doses, you're happy.
0: It's sort of like, if you ever watch Gilligan's Island, for some reason, every once in a while, some random pilot would land on the island, or there'd be other tribesmen, but you'd never see him again after that. Right. I, Mm -hmm. I think maybe I'd be sort of like Gilligan's Island, where it has occasional visitors, but for some reason the cast never got off the island until the late 70s. <laughs> so, and
4: with monkeys. With monkeys. With monkeys.
3: Okay. No. I, I have an, I, my island. It, it's definitely going to be, uh, there's a lot of it, there's a lot on it, but it's color-coded and organized in regards to what is where. Except for a portion of it is like that junk drawer in your house where you just shove everything else in there that doesn't fit anywhere else. Mhm. So that's what my like there's there's the the gaming part of the island and then there's the um sleeping part of the island and then there's the the doctor who part of the island and everything is like categorized type thing and then there's there's a
4: cave in the back that's going under the cave yeah
3: don't don't go into the cave because that you just shove everything else in there because it doesn't fit anywhere else i adore
1: i adore how ocd you are sometimes i really do (laughs)
3: But, but it's like, okay, that that would be like, because my mind, I'm like, I have things compartmentalized in my mind and organized, but then there's all this stuff that's like jumbled in there that I'm trying to figure out and try to put words in there. And I'm like, okay, that's just shoved into that back of the cave of the island that I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually, that, that's a great call. When I lived in that house on Avis Street and Susan first started to come to town, uh, I used to tell... That one room. Don't go in that room. Everything. that You can go anywhere else you want. That room. Don't even look in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad in there. Just I'm embarrassed of how it looks at the moment. Yeah. Oh,
3: that that's my whole house at home right uh-huh. now. My uh-huh. work. My workplace. I mean, Chris, you've seen pictures of my classroom, oh, yeah. and and it just I mean, truly I have things color coded um I, my am binders are blue my pm binders are black or um red type thing I everything has its spot at work you come home in my house I'm like, yeah, there's things that have their own spots but it it's the whole house is the cave where you just shove everything in it and hopefully mm-hmm. things are and that's what happens when I have five people that live in this house and I can't uh, it Drives me up a wall, but like, but Chris will tell you my gaming section and my desk at, where I work for FC Three and things like that. There's certain mm-hmm. parts of the house that are definitely OCD, truly organized, and not necessarily the junk drawer cluttered like the rest of the two thousand square feet mm-hmm. that are in here. And it's it's a never ending battle when you have a twenty one year old and an eleven year old. There's toys. There's whatever videos. There, uh, a husband, a mother-in-law. That I'm like. Granted, she keeps most of her stuff in her room, but there's just a lot of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I really was thinking about renting one of those big roll-off dumpsters and just start shoving everything into it during this time. Just isolation. make sure you don't
1: dump your mother-in-law into it.
3: No, I won't do that. <laughs> she can't climb over the edge. So, oh,
1: well, you know, if you're persuasive enough, I'm sure she could get over there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, God. I've been thinking so about this since the question got asked. My island... Here's the thing. The, 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 the visual that keeps popping into my head is way back in the day when I was a kid and I was building with Legos all the time, I had a, an old table in the basement and I made my Lego city down there, right? So it was part like regular main street kind of with stores and and places to go. And there was a little police station, there was a little fire station and whatnot. And then there was a spaceport inexplicably at one end. And then there was a really nice house at the other end. So my my island would probably be a mirror of my Lego table when I was a kid, right? Now there's nuances to this. There, It's very important nuances. Everything would be very streamlined, very elegant, very simple. Not not simple, but very kind of easy and not complicated and convoluted. And it would look very lovely. And to the outside observer, it would be like idyllic. However, what you would not be seeing right away is me running around from place to place to place because shit keeps breaking all the freaking time <laughs> because it's my life and that's the way it works. As soon as I put my finger in the dike over here, I, I have to go, oh, now I have to go fix this thing over here. Oh, that I fixed that thing. Now this is broken over here. Oh now my house is on fire. Okay, this is gonna be fun. You know, that's the way my life works. Works because you know. Case in point, my car. As soon as I fix one thing, another thing breaks. So there you have it. That's my island, and uh, and and there would be lots of dogs because dogs are cool. Not like thousands of them, but at least maybe like five or six or a dozen or maybe five dozen. Five, we'll say five. That's how big the island is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's, so that's where I am on that one. Oh, cool.
3: Nice. Okay, so that was ninety nine.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. and it's my turn to pick a number again. Mm -hmm. All right, hitting the F9 of Doom. Oh, I love it. 42.
4: Oh, what's 42? Let's see. The answer to life, the universe, and everything. (laughs) Oh, I know that. (laughs) What is the absolute weirdest nickname someone has given you? (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest nickname? (laughs) Yes
1: how many people give me nicknames usually i've been i but stilts is my my long-standing nickname that i've had since high school yeah for all the obvious reasons i've been called captain short, right you know I, I, yeah because uh, it's short, right yeah, yeah i'm so short
2: <laughs> <sighs>
1: my ex-wife used to call me christopher robin when she would try to admonish me very cutely you know like oh, yeah. christopher robin and i'd be like what poo you know that kind of a thing right. um Weird nicknames. I really never had a lot of nicknames, so weird nicknames. I I can't think of one at the moment. Hmm. No. Um, My great grandmother on my mom's side used to call all the little kids chimich, which apparently (laughs) like was an Italian word for kind of like little bugs all scurrying around, right? And it just it it's it's become a term of endearment. Like I even call Ian chimich still to this day it's just something you pass down so i guess of strange nicknames it's probably the most oddest one but it's it's got such an endearing Mm -hmm. quality because of the memory it invokes for me (laughs) so there's my best answer for that
4: okay
3: oh god um i've had a couple nicknames growing up um my uncle steve nicknamed me grace
1: because you kept falling all over the place
3: yes um (laughs) so that was on my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. I was Tanya Tucker. Um, <laughs> so for the obvious reasons that they, uh, liked country music.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Um, but I think the oddest one and no one in my family knew, ex- knew it except for myself and my uncle Todd, he would call me Tanya the pooper for some unknown reason. <laughs> and it is just like, when my grandmother was um, dying in November, we were sitting by her um, bedside and I had walked in and I came went over to my uncle, Todd, who's my dad's youngest brother, and I just snuggled in right next to him and gave him a hug and uh, he like kissed me on the forehead or whatever and he's like, Tanya the pooper, how are you? And the rest <laughs> of my family like turned and looked, they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm good, whatever. They're like, we have never heard it. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's been calling me this for at least the last 30 years. So, but no one else in the family has ever picked up on it. But, (laughs) but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's a constant, like, because my grandmother knew it and Todd knew it, but it was just, and he goes, I don't even know how she got that name. She's like, he goes, I just started doing that one time. And I'm like, okay. But, um, and one of my students, well, one of my cousins, um, she couldn't pronounce Tanya. So it was Tana. Tana. So Tana, That's cute. it was it was Tana for like mm. the longest time. So when I was talking to one of my students, she started calling me Tana, and then a couple of the other students, their nickname for me, is um Maddie Patty
1: mm-hmm. and
3: uh, Metro Mattress <laughs> and and uh, uh, and Mom. A lot of kids call me Mom at school. Yeah, so. I got a lot. Of I've heard that
1: actually. There's that one student that we ran into out in the wild that knows Jules.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like, "Mom," and I'm like, "What are you doing?" That type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot, have a lot of big names, but so yes, I went to the embarrassing one, but I, don't, I still don't know how I got it. It just <laughs> so
0: mine aren't necessarily super weird because it, through my whole life people call me Bill. And it wasn't until we started calling me Billy on the radio that Billy really picked up, but I'm mm-hmm. used to, it. everybody calls me Billy. The, in high school, I went through a time is where people would refer to me as Mr. Bill because of the Saturday night live. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Bill. So I, I had a group of friends uh, when I saw, Oh no, Mr. Bill. The weirdest one to me, even though it's a variation of my name, but she's the absolute only one that calls me this. And a, a, an ex-girlfriend of my brother's who will still reply to, like, Facebook posts and stuff of mine mm-hmm. uh, using the name Willie. No one calls me Willie, but her <laughs> but always has. And I'm not a Willie, but to Judy, I'm Willie. And I don't Weird. know why. Hey, Willie. <laughs> what am I, Elf? Might <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill me. So I, I don't particularly respond to Willie if anyone else called me that but, but her. Right. Um, there's a but, there's a
1: the trigger there at least
0: because even Susan will see the post. Why does she call you Willie? And I go, I don't know. No one else ever has or ever will. And I've known her for thirty years now, so I don't know.
1: Hmm. All right. So there's okay. the forty two.
4: All right. Another one more. Mm, Seventy eight. Are there any songs that always bring a tear to your eye?
1: Oh god, mm. no. I don't want to answer that one.
3: <laughs> um Landslide by Stevie Nicks. Um that will definitely bring a tear in my eye. Um, mm-hmm. um I'm sure there's some more, but I think it it depends on how I'm feeling. It oh, um, wind beneath my wings is is another one that will uh, bring a tear to my eye, and um, taps at a funeral from mm-hmm. at a military funeral.
1: Oh yeah, that's another one. Mm-hmm.
3: Those are yep. the the three definites that will will make me cry.
1: Well, you were there at my grandfather's funeral. As soon as mm-hmm. they started playing taps, you—I I lost it. I was done.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my I'd god! Held,
1: I'd held together the entire day until that. I was like, oh, it crap. was
3: either it was either Sean's dad or Sean's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, they had bagpipes in the back of the church mm-hmm. that were playing, um, and when we when they brought the casket in, and the same thing for Deanna's dad as they were playing um taps at the church and then taps at the cemetery and yeah i had lost it
2: Mm.
3: so i'm sure there's there's definitely more songs it it depends on what kind of mood i'm in if i'm already kind of like sad any kind of sappy music is going to send me over that edge anyway Mm -hmm. so
1: oh how about you billy
0: yeah, I mean, it all depends on context and stuff, and right, and you know, where and when and all that. But there's a song that I've been hearing every night because, uh, when I'm I'm not chatting with you guys every night at seven o'clock, one of my favorite musicians does a live stream from his home where mm-hmm. he plays some songs, tells some stories for about an hour. And I'm gonna watch it when I'm done chatting with you guys, I'll watch it and uh and delay tonight uh adam ezra has a song called the toast and it's a really touching song and there's one line in it that always just sort of chokes me up and and makes me sp- melancholy i guess uh-huh. uh, it, the, the verses raise your glasses let us drink to the end of the day let us drink to the work when it, when the working is through, let us drink one to me, let us drink one to you, let us drink one to those who aren't with us. And with his delivery, the way he sings it, the line, let us drink to those who aren't with us, kind of. I I recommend you check out the song. Um, and, And it is one of my favorites, and he does it every night during his live stream. He always mixes up the set list, but that's a song called The Toast that Always sort
1: of uh, chokes me up. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I've gotten an affinity for a lot of orchestral and classical music over the past five to ten years. I've always been exposed to it. My parents have always been, you know, very fond of it, and they listen to it. We listen to a lot of Channel Twenty One, and you know, we've gone to the RPO and things like that. So over the years, so it's not like I've never been exposed to it. I've don't think I ever truly appreciated it until recently. Um, through a couple of mutual gaming friends, I met somebody who was actually one of the first chair viol- violins for the RPO, and I studied piano under their pianist for a while. Uh, so I've gone and I've been able to talk about it and, and listen to it. So there's there's a lot of different pieces of music, and and I think it's, a, it's like Billy says, got to be context and and, and emotion and, and situation. Uh, so I take that and I set that aside. Um, of popular music. Uh, popular music. My, my favorite piece of music of everything above all else is the Beatles song in my life.
0: Oh, great song. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, It's my absolute favorite piece of music on the planet in history. Right. And it's a simple two and a half minute song. And it gets me every time I hear it because I, I, I've adopted the message of it. And so I think about it and what it means to me, you know, and, and the people I've met and the people I don't have in my life anymore. So I don't know if I really am ready to cry whenever I hear that, that song, but it definitely, it, it, it moves me. It hits you. Um, yeah, it hits you. But the the, the the third piece that I'm going to talk about, and I might not make it all the way through the tally, telling, so I, prom- I apologize ahead of time for maybe being a little bit of a downer. And I know I've talked about this particular incident in my life in podcasts past, um, but there is a piece of music that is playing in the background during a series finale of David Tennant's run of Doctor Who. Uh, they've just saved all reality from the Daleks. All of his companions are on board. They're all teaming up to fly the TARDIS and pull, you know, the Earth back into its place. It's this, vic- it's this soaring, victorious piece, right? It's a soaring moment, and everybody's ecstatic and happy. And you're all you're lifted up into the joy of it. And I remember it was on a Sunday, and when it, when I got a chance to watch it because it, it always played on Saturdays, and I was able to download it and watch it on a Sunday. Um, and so we watched it and re- well, we were all thrilled and it was just such a hell of an ending. It was so wonderful. And then Monday morning, I found out my friend Brian had passed away the day before. Mm-hmm. So whenever, <clears throat> so whenever I hear that music, I think of this soaring joy, but it also represents a day that I lost something important to me. So yeah, like I said, I apologize and that was a bit of a downer, mm. but still it's that's a pure, that's an honest moment right there. No, um, a strong
0: one.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and and I I I will intentionally watch that episode over and over again just to get to that final scene. Mm. Because mm. it's such a vast mix of emotions for me. But I want to feel that. I want I never want to lose that because for me, that kind of a moment, that kind of all that duality of emotion, that's what it means to be human. And I never want to lose track of that. I never want to lose sight of that. So, Okay, Billy, pick a number. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll go with number 112.
4: Perfect. In the past, people were buried with the items they would need in the afterlife. What would you want buried with you so you could use it in the afterlife? <laughs> Who knows?
0: This may be coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> let's see what would I need in the afterlife see I've I I heard a comedian oh actually Susan says Twizzlers she just rejoined us and that's a good call Twizzlers may be uh, an example uh actually uh uh some sort of iPod Kindle something where I can listen to music Mm -hmm. I, I was about to say there was a comedian who uh used to do a bit about uh like transplants no i I don't want to give up my my eyes or my lugs what if i need them in the afterlife and i'm walking around heaven and i can't see where i'm going
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so uh but (laughs) i i I think even if there was something i i'd need in the afterlife twizzlers is good music um me is susan well you'll be there Um, maybe not in the same place. Maybe Susan says maybe not. In the <laughs> oh, same we're
1: all going place. to the same place, yeah. and it's going to be fun.
0: Um, maybe a cat. Yeah, I'll take a cat with me, or I'll, I'll see Geraldine that's already passed away, and in the the cat woman piggy bank on on my uh mantle. But there you uh, go. So that, those are my answers: music, and and snacks, and <laughs> and the <a> cat. <laughs>
1: That's good. How about you, Tan?
3: Hmm. Um, I think my uh, gaming computer.
1: Okay. Because who knows what the internet's going to be like in the afterlife.
3: Yeah, no kidding. We're going to have unlimited access to the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, high-speed internet up there. Mm-hmm. Or, or, um... It's
0: all in the clouds. Thank you.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Tip, your Tip your waitress. Tip your waitress
3: uh no i th- I think um I definitely have to have some uh comfy clothes like like, like a comfy sweatshirt and things like that just because there's times that I can get, I get cold so I need mm-hmm. uh, need that and my weighted blanket
2: mm-hmm.
3: that, that's what I would need that I would take with me.
0: even in heaven she doesn't want to do the naked show
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm not laughs> naked now
1: Ooh. Well, I wasn't gonna say anything. Christopher yes dear um well like you I'm thinking comfy clothes so I would to be buried in jeans sneakers you know maybe a doctor who t-shirt pea peacoat my, my scarf is coming with me that's see and actually that's a legit thing because I have two I have an 11 footer and a 19 footer so the 19 footer I'm going to give to one of my grandkids who actually gets into doctor who if they actually are blessed to do so but the 11 footer is going with me I'm, I'm putting that in the will mm-hmm. um I would want to have uh, my backpack with me because it'll have all sorts of notebooks and probably a, a D&D player's handbook um, because I'm not guaranteeing that there's going to be electricity and internet in the uh, afterlife. So I want to make sure I have something and you know, a set of dice. I'm so, electric
3: enough, so I'll uh, just charge everything.
1: There you go. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to go old school and make sure that all my analog pen, pen and paper stuff is with me. And, and I'll need uh, to- a copy of Tolkien's Lord of the Rings in the backpack. So I'm good. And then in one of the pockets of the pea coat should be a supply of jelly babies. They'll survive. And I'm good. I think at that point I'd be solid. Right. So in the afterlife, I would not need my glasses. would I have, I'll have them packed away just in case, but hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. Chris,
3: last question.
1: Oh my, I'm in the last question. Okay. Um. Let me click there. Hit the, and uh I, I am going to actually forego the F9 and I'm going to just say, give me two. Oh. All right.
4: This is just a statement. Just dispute it or agree. Okay. The, the best Star Trek film was number five. No question.
0: Which one, <laughs> that? Which one was that? No, that's, the, um, that's ridiculous.
1: The final <laughs> frontier, the one that Shatner actually uh, directed. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. No, I will, I will fight that one tooth and nail. Uh, Star Trek V was the movie that should never have been made. Um, yeah. And I will supplant that with... But there's, there have been some good Star Trek movies. Of the original... Cast six for six movies. I will say the best were two and six.
3: I don't know the numbers. I need the names.
1: Yeah, I'm going. Wrath of Khan and Undiscovered Country.
3: Okay, Wrath of Khan was two, right? Yes, that was the one I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. That is, hands down, that's one of the fan favorites. That mm-hmm. Typically, when people say favorite Star Trek movie, more often than not, you're going to hear Star Trek II Rathacon.
0: Gone. That, yep. That's a great one, but I'm going four. I love the one with yeah. the whales.
1: Yeah, that was a fun one. I, I won't, I won't, I'm i not going to throw shade on that answer at all. That was a they great had, movie.
0: They had some humor to it. I, I yep. really enjoyed that one.
1: Well, double dumbass on you. <laughs> <the> colorful metaphors. <laughs> Would now be a time for a colorful metaphor, Captain? <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah so i think yeah. we were disputing that
1: yeah we'll dispute star <laughs> trek five being a great movie it was it was great for wanting to throw it it's the it's my favorite movie to throw out
3: the yeah, I, down.
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna rank star trek five right up there with with uh the phantom menace yeah so it's good
3: if you fast forward to the fight scenes
1: exactly
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I I actually enjoy five more than than one. I was tremendously disappointed in. in oh,
1: Star Trek: The Motionless Picture. Yeah, exactly. As, as Wayne <laughs> called it that one time, and that stuck with me. As soon as he said it, that stuck with my head. <laughs> so thank you, Wayne, for giving me that one. Uh, all right. That's cool. Yeah. That was fun. And, there, and there's like yeah. 300 more questions to go. I know.
4: We can, we can do this again and we again. do this again and again, again,
1: and again sometimes. So whenever we're stuck, we'll just say, hey, Dan, bring out your questions. It's like, Dan, bring out your jokes.
4: I was going to say that, but it, <laughs> oh, no, Dan's got his <laughs> the jokes. jokes.
1: Dan, when we <laughs> were right in high school, used mind. to print out all of these. Basically, today in today's vernacular, the jokes that Dan collected would be called dad jokes okay but at the time they were dan jokes right so they were these court things but he would find them and he would put them on this printout and he would print them out and he would bring them down down to us every morning before school and we're like oh no he's got the jokes with the, that, the, 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 the dot feed the dot matrix
4: green and white dot matrix
1: printer paper, that was yeah. that was belt or uh, or spool fed or something like oh, that yeah. it was yep. crazy <laughs> you're so freaking old now oh my god uh, oh, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we, we may go back to this again and again sometime in the future. This is there's fun. a lot of fun and, questions. And, you here. know,
3: after this, we might actually get some questions from our fans. Yeah,
1: you guys ask us questions. And, you know, if, if there's something you're curious about or our opinion on something, I think, I, like I said, I think this is the most political we've ever gotten. So if you ever want to know our, our opinion on things, feel free to ask us. We'll share it. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to hide. So all right that was fun let's get let's take a break we'll comport ourselves appropriately and then we'll close this thing up all right And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Are we? Is that really a thing? Are we back? We are back. I think so. We are back. Very cool. Very cool. That I'm was excited. fun. That was fun. We got to do that again sometime. That was entertaining. At least for me, it was entertaining. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I like
0: stuff like that.
4: We like- didn't know what the questions were going to be.
3: Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Those. That's what I, like um, stumped me for a little bit. I'm like, uh, I need to think for a minute.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's talk business for a minute. We usually do our events in this particular fashion, and um, and so right now, even with the the current health crisis shutting things down, we still have on the books May sixteenth the cosplay day. Um, we're going to keep an eye on things, and so if basically they say nope, it, you know, we come around early May and it's still like everything's kind of shut down, we'll make a judgment call, let people know. Uh, but Dan, tell us a little bit more about uh, cosplay day.
4: Yeah. I mean, a lot of that will probably be dependent on Seabreeze because that's kind of the big thing we wanted to just, we're starting it off at Seabreeze and, right. um, so it'd probably be dependent on it. It's probably not looking too good right now, but Mm-mm. you know, it might, it might be delayed you know, hopefully it's just delayed, not canceled. Right. Um, but basically we're just, we're just going to try to get, you know, four or five cosplayers, um, and get some couple photographers that are professional photographers going around with us and we're going to go around the city and get some fun pictures to just kind of celebrate rochester have fun and then at the end of the day if everything again if everything goes well we're going to party it on at the 585 rock and burger bar nice having a cosplay pajama party
1: and, and if we do fall through on May, we, we this is a day we want to plan. So we'll do it sometime over the summer when everything mm-hmm. is lifted and back up and running. So if we do uh, lose out on May eventually, we're this is not an idea that's just going go to go away. We're going to just we'll, – we'll reclaim it and no, bring it down somewhere I think else. we're,
4: we're going to do it just I – mean, the, the original date was because it was a co- two weeks before the original convention. Um, mm-hmm. We want to. We're trying to keep it there to keep it with opening day of Sea Breeze because right. you know it'd just be a a fun day to be there. Um, but yeah, we're going to do it no matter what. I think it's it's yeah. just depending on when 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 all this stuff blows over. Hopefully, not too far in the future. But exactly. So yeah, be fun.
1: Very cool.
4: Cosplay pajama party. You don't have to wear a Cosplay. You don't throw pajamas, but you have to wear something. You
1: have to wear something. Something more than
4: gloves and a mask.
1: Right. <laughs> yes. No. Because I, I on a couple of occasions, especially when Dan and I lived together, um when we had a, a townhouse together for a little while, we would throw themed parties. Those were the days. Uh. Yeah, we threw a toga party. We threw a costume party. One time, we threw a pajama party. And of course, the the very first question we got was, "Well, what if you sleep in the nude?" Well. When you're in your 20s, you're like, well, fine, prove it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but on a family-friendly event, we're going to say, no, you have to wear something. Something. So, all right. And then FLXCon is going to be August 15th. Yes. In Waterloo from 10 to 4. And the, the Shenanigators will be still in house with us. The Michael yes, and they Greg, will. you're still going to be coming to hang out. So we'll be there. So if you're uh, if you're in the Waterloo, New York area, or if you're not, come vo- come visit. We'll be having fun with the Finger Lakes Radio Group, uh, helping them produce their first convention. So that's going on. Uh, do we have anything else going on? Comic Chicks every Wednesday night. Right now, yep. it's at six thirty rather than eight o'clock because of the travel stuff going on. The the, yep. the the powers that be want people in their homes and chilling out at eight o'clock. So, in and order to we'll avoid... be taking
3: all of our uh, safety precautions of uh, good. hand sanitizers, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, both Ann and I have masks, but you might not be able to hear us. So,
1: <laughs> well, you and Ann have been pretty good about being in seclusion. So, I don't think you're too yeah. much, you're not going to be risking each other too too much.
3: No, both of us have. I mean. I've gone to the only places I've been gone is like Wegmans and Walmart, and I come home and uh, sanitize, wash my hands, all that type mm-hmm. of stuff as soon as I get home. And I've been home there pretty much the rest of the time. And Anne's been working from home also, gotcha. so we've both been uh, pretty uh, secluded.
1: So and and catch up with our Patreon our patreon.com site uh which is when you get to patreon.com it's fc3roc uh we post uh we post a lot of things there but right now regularly james irish has been doing um video game and console gaming blogs uh once a week so every tuesday he usually does a little thing there uh and if you like what we're doing with the podcast please feel free to support us we have plenty of patron levels to choose from uh, and it, we can come up with a custom level if you're interested in sponsoring us going forward. Uh, we would love to have you on board and helping us out and keep making this great content that we really enjoy making, and we've been doing it for, what, four years now. So we're, we'd love to meet, have you part of the show, as, essentially. So that's that's basically the, the big stuff going on, uh, culminating in September with FC3 2020, our fifth show, uh, in which we will be having Jason Font, who we interviewed last week, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. we have a couple of voice actors coming. Mike McFarland is yep. coming, and, and names that will be announced soon.
3: Uh, I'm just waiting against. for contracts.
1: Right. Contracts and, will
3: come back, and as soon as I get that, then we can let you guys know.
1: And inf- but, but unfortunately we can't announce sh- uh, a name that sounds like Shark Mammal. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 Sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We can't (laughs) denounce that name. That sounds oh, oh, like that
0: made me laugh,
1: Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, I, you know, I my favorite thing is is throwing out something that genuinely people enjoy, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know when you land the right joke because people's laugh goes from something you know that you're used to to something different. There's this different level, this different tenor, and uh, and I have this this streak lately where I've been making Billy and Tanya just crack up, and I'm loving that. That makes me feel so good. So I'm gonna keep going for finding these little <laughs> stupid things that I can say to make that happen. Anyway, okay. Uh, so let' hey, okay. instead of doing a question of the week, how about we get Dan's list out for one more run?
3: One more question. One All more right.
1: question from Dan's list, and that'll satisfy for our question, question of the of week. The week. I love that. Or maybe this list can keep become be our question of the week list. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, you pick.
4: Okay, this is number three hundred and ten. <laughs> okay. What fictional character is amazing in their book, show, or movie, but would be insufferable if you had to deal with them in mundane, everyday situations, and why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a phenomenal question. Okay. They're amazing in their book, TV show, or movie, but they would be absolutely insufferable to have around. I got mine everyday Go,
4: situations.
2: <clears throat>
3: Mine would be experiment 626 otherwise known as <laughs> Stitch. <Hit. laughs> he is an abomination but he prefers to be cute and fluffy.
2: I am um, and fluffy. I
3: think uh, he he's got a good heart and uh um uh I think I got uh a post for Michael Kosky in regards to suspicious minds. Um what what song would be playing um mm-hmm at a bar if they saw me what song would be playing he said Sus- suspicious minds which immediately made me think of stitch from <laughs> stitch because that was the um record i think that uh um lilo would always be playing cuz she loved elvis right I think in real life he would be an absolute nightmare because he would be a combination of Juno, Athena, the rest of the cats and dogs that I've had growing up, and my up kids all wrapped up in the one, and they would eat me out of house and home. Mm-hmm. There, there would be not enough, I mean, granted, he's cute and fluffy and adorable, but I think he would just be a nightmare to live with.
1: Okay. Billy, how about you?
0: I have one, and this goes back to the 80s, when I first saw this movie. Okay. Uh... I, I went with a couple friends. We saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. And I enjoyed it. But one of my friends pointed out something that hadn't occurred to me because Ferris Bueller is the hero of the movie. No, right. he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And why would you want him around? He does nothing but get his friends in trouble. Mm-hmm. He breaks his best friend's father's car, drives it through the window. He, he does nothing but cause trouble for his friends because... He is, he's arrogant and he wants it all to be about him.
1: Okay. That's fair. So
0: I'm going Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Because I've always remembered that conversation after seeing that movie, what a jerk Ferris Bueller is.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, Sherlock Holmes is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. He's absolutely stellar when he's doing and when he's in his groove doing it but could you imagine having him around the house on a regular basis especially during a quarantine you would want to kill him you'd be like solve your own murder <laughs> And if you, my dear listener, uh, has has an input on that particular question, please feel free to add it to the post thread on our Facebook, we'd be loving to start that conversation up with you as well find out what other characters would be absolutely insufferable to live with on a day to day basis. Think like maybe like Doctor Eleven too, for instance, Matt Smith's Doctor, because he would just <laughs> he he gets bored like within ten minutes. He's kind of, yeah. Eleven. I think is the, the only Doctor that truly has ADD. So
4: he is one of my favorite doc, my favorite Doctor. I think so.
1: He's your favorite.
4: I think so. so yeah,
1: that's a discussion for another day because I I, li- I like them all, but I, I'm I'm a big 12 fan myself. Yeah, so we'll get into that in another podcast. Any last licks?
0: <laughs> nope.
1: No, I'm good All right, then This is right about where I'm going to say Dan, cue the music And he's cued the music, it's amazing how that works I love that, it's great in post-production And this has been Monkey Business, a product of The Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors And producers of the Flower City Comic Con Coming at you September 19th and 20th Of the year 2020 Uh, Follow us on Facebook Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter Follow us wherever we go and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. I hope you guys have a great week, a safe week. We will talk to you again in one week. And uh, for then, until then, ciao for now.